Welcome to Famous Adjacent, a podcast where we talk about pop culture and new media while seated comfortably beside all the action. I'm Claire. And I'm Lauren, and this is a podcast for and by YouTubers who decided the platform wasn't for them anymore. So come sit down, relax, eat Chipotle burrito, and discuss the drama from 2009. We're back. A regular posting schedule. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly a regular podcast. I don't know her. Anyway... How's it going, Claire? Good. I forgot to ask you in the last podcast, but I still think it's a good conversation topic. Mm-hmm. So you went to the John and Hank Green Turtles All the Way Down tour with someone, correct? Yes, I did. Who was it? My friend Kristen, who I worked with, who does not know about nerdfighter culture, really, which was interesting. Okay. So I went with my roommate, Katie, and I wanted to ask you if you warned her beforehand about what was gonna go down you know i didn't because i didn't know what she would know she Mm -hmm. asked me in like like a month before the event she's like hey i want to go to this john green signing do you want to go and i didn't even know she was a john green fan so before we i could question it much i was like yeah yeah sure bought my ticket and then we got there and i was like oh fuck like she might not know Mm -hmm. like that this is a thing yeah so she was like yeah i i read fault in our stars like six times it changed my life i'm like oh oh honey let me oh god let me teach you what's gonna happen so then like when hank came out and started like singing songs about science she was like what the fuck is this (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh yeah did i fail to mention this is like some very niche nerd entertainment it was a really great show um, a lot of the science stuff just like didn't land for me, but what? what well, are your like thoughts? one whole section of the show was him dressed up as a turtle, talking about biology, and then at the end he even goes like, "There's no punchline." <laughs> He's like, "This is the bit." Yeah, and I was meanwhile sitting there like, "Okay, then why did we do this?" Yeah, so I listened to their podcast, John and Hank Green, Dear Hank and John, mm-hmm. and I listened to an episode where they talked about. Um, They did a pre-show in New York and it was the first time like Hank had brainstormed this bit and John was like, this isn't funny. (laughs) But Hank was like, let me just do it for the live audience. So they were like, this was before they did it. And they're like, if the live audience likes it, you'll see what this bit is and you'll know what we're talking about. It's a dress up bit. So I guess that audience liked it. Did they though? (laughs) I don't, apparently there was laughs. Like to explain it more, it was like a, 15 minute presentation it was involved hank was dressed up in a turtle costume and it wasn't even it wasn't like, funny <laughs> no and it wasn't even really intended to be funny like the joke was he was dressed up as a turtle but then he was just teaching you about genetic classification of species which i'm good i'm fine i took my gen ed science class <laughs> but the thing that was interesting is my stop on the tour was the second i don't know if it was the second stop question mark yes okay yeah yeah because it, it was the day after the book came out so i hadn't read it yet at all i'd read the first chapter and that's it so i vaguely knew a little bit about the main character and her best friend etc but like people knew like i think people <laughs> i mean you stayed up reading it like was it the first night or like, i didn't stay up reading it it was just a quick read 
I just spent like three hours reading it and it was it. Yeah. So I think the joke maybe was a little bit funnier if you like. It wasn't had... funny. <laughs> okay, cool. I was like, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. And like, maybe if you had read the book and had the knowledge of that weird subplot, it would make more no, sense. No, it's like not even really. Have you not finished it yet? No, no, no I was just going to say since then, we've both finished the book. Um, I've, I've been done with it for probably like two weeks now, a week and a half. And we've been wanting to do an episode that's just kind of like a Lauren and Claire famous adjacent book club where we just talk about it. So we should do that at some point. But until then, what were your thoughts? Let's do it this week. I don't want to give my thoughts. I'm going to circle back to how the tour was for us. Because okay. Katie, my roommate, knew about the videos because one of her teachers in high school was obsessed with Crash Course. So her mm -hmm. teacher would show those videos all the time. So she was aware that they had videos on the internet and that John Green had written other books and there had been movings and stuff like that. And I told her, I was like, oh, like, I think Hank's going to perform some songs. And she was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I didn't know he did songs. And I was like, oh, yeah, lots of songs. And I was like, oh, I'll probably know them, like, but without being, like, like, I know Let all me the sing songs. along. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, yeah. His, not that his songs are very good, but the songs he played were, like, his top four. Three of them were, like, his top four hits, and then one of them was Sweet Caroline. So, like... I did think that was funny. There's a bit they do with Sweet Caroline that I enjoyed. Probably because it wasn't fucking science-related. <laughs> exactly. Well, he sang my favorite song, which is a song about an anglerfish. Mm. I should clarify. Favorite song by him. <laughs> I was gonna say... <laughs> Um. <laughs> my all, all of my favorite songs the song about the anglerfish Hank Green top of the list Beats New Romantics by Taylor Swift Beats from, from the Dining Table by Harry Styles <laughs> but I didn't tell her how much into it I was you know oh yeah 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 because I didn't tell her like I mean I'm not really into it right now but like there's a part in the program that's like match the quotes with the book and I was like quiz me on that and she was like, yeah, okay. And then she quizzed me on it, and then I got them all right. And then beforehand, there's trivia going across, and mm -hmm. I knew all the answers. And then I knew all the words to the songs. She wasn't expecting that part. <laughs> I didn't yeah. tell her beforehand, hey, I'll know everything about this. And how do you, like, tell your friend just how deep in you are slash were? Because it's there's a lot. It's a lot, but also, like, I think she knows, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, with my personality... If I like something, I'm an eight in terms of liking it and enjoying it and knowing everything about it. Yeah. I usually know everything about everything that I'm interested in. Yep. It's like there's a meme that's... I was looking at old Tumblr posts, and I saw a post that was like, so you know that part of Harry Potter? And it's like, yes, whatever it is, continue. <laughs> I do. Or it's like, did you hear that news about One Direction? When are you going to learn? Yes. <laughs> I did hear that news. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit because it's such a weird situation, especially because now it's not like you and I are now making friends in Nerdfighteria or no. anything like that. <laughs> so it's like very removed from the center of it, where I think the center is an interesting place to be, like where you're in it and you're like buying it and you're there. But I also like where we are now. Yeah, but it's also kind of like being in the eye of the storm where you're like safe in the center, but if you just yeah. move a little bit out, you're like, fuck, 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 fuck. This is messy. Yeah. God. Uh, welcome to our podcast about new media where we just drag new media. 
<laughs> Technically, it's old media. John made a joke about how the Vlog Brothers peaked in 2014, and I said, True. Fair. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> not incorrect, John. I, speaking of, this isn't really speaking of anything, but you asked me a question you've been meaning to ask, and now I have a question for you I've been meaning to ask. I don't remember if it's your Snapchat story or your Instagram story, but tell me about the, um... What are they called? The construction... The diggy construction thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been outside of your office. Office? My apartment. Your apartment. So for about two to three weeks now, apparently there's like some... Okay, I'm going to back all the way up. Cincinnati's (laughs) weird. Okay. Um, And it's like an old fucking city. Like 1800 old as shit. And there's lots of tunnels underground because it was a massive... German area. That doesn't inherently mean there's tunnels. I was going to say, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. German people like tunnels. No, so it's a big <laughs> beer place. There was lots of Germans, so there was lots of beer. And so they had to dig all these tunnels. One, cause, so the beer could be stored underground where it's colder because the refrigerators didn't exist yet. Okay. And so it's easier to transport as well on the tunnels. But two, because during Prohibition, they could transport the beer underground. Interesting. So there's lots of tunnels. Um, it appears that one of the tunnels goes underneath my house. I think this because they're doing construction on the street right outside my house and then like right the street that you like cross before you get to my apartment and then the street over from my apartment. It appears as if there's a tunnel that goes right there or there's something. It's connected to they're building a new Kroger caddy corner from me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it's connected to. Okay. Because they just dug up my whole street earlier in like May or something. So it seems weird that they would come back now and dig up this weird little part. And they've been putting boards and stuff over the tunnel. That's there. Um, but they haven't worked on that in like a week. So where I've been, in, I've been Snapchatting this and I say good morning to it every morning. So it's right outside my window. It's like underneath my window. It's right there. I don't know why it's still sitting here. And then one morning... I came outside and it was gone. And then I came back from work and it was back. I don't know where it went, what adventure it went on. So that's the story of that. It's just a truck that my, that's been outside my window. My mom says it's like the, are you my mother bird? Like, I think this truck is my mom now. Yeah, that's how that works. Good morning, mother truck. That's really the most interesting thing happening in my life. Well, Make that the most interesting thing happening in both of our lives, because I got nothing going on. Well, what's going on on YouTube? Let's take a gander, shall we? Let me click away from that Ricky Dillon video I was watching. I've been liking him lately. I okay. never knew him before. Ricky Dillon? I don't know her. Um, okay, so trending page. The third most trending video I watched, and it's fascinating. It's oh. Sophia Nygaard. And yeah. you know on YouTube, there's been that trend that's like, Buy a $1,000 eBay mystery box, which first of all are scams. Because it's just like that person goes out and gets like a thousand dollars. I don't even think they go out and get stuff. No, they it's just, just like shit they have, which is dumb. Uh, it's dumb, but also, is it genius? I want to start creating mystery boxes. I have several things that I could just put in a box and send to someone and turn a profit. Shane Dawson did it the right way because he just had his, he just gave his friend Garrett $1,000. And I was like, bring me a mystery box rather than buying one on eBay. That's much better, because then you actually get bang for your buck. But Sophia took it to the next level. She always does. She takes a trend, and then she twists it in such an interesting, fascinating way. And I think that's from her BuzzFeed 
experience. She used to work on BuzzFeed. She started Ladylike, and now she has her own YouTube channel, which is TBH a lot more successful. Than BuzzFeed. Well, then and Ladylike. I want to know, yeah, for sure. And I want to know if every time she uploads a video, first of all, BuzzFeed admittedly like kind of does rip her off. I want to know every time she uploads a video, they must be like, fuck, how do we monetize this? So anyway, so she bought an abandoned storage unit. Which is something you can just do, apparently. Yeah, you have to, like, it's an auction and you have to go there on a certain day and physically purchase it, which is very interesting. And then you have 48 hours to clean it out. So her and her boyfriend bought a storage unit and cleaned it out and they just talk about what they found. It's a good video. We, we won't spoil it for you guys. First one is a Saturday Night Live clip, which I'm sure is mm -hmm. good. And then, do you watch Stranger Things? I don't. I Me really... Either. I. I tried watching the first episode, and my best friend was like, okay, this is a show that you're not going to know what's going on the entire time, then at the end it'll all make sense. And I have no patience for that, so... I just know it's scary. Yeah, I have I have no time for it. I want to get into it because I just think all of the actors are really cool and interesting, especially Millie Bobby Brown, but I, I know for a fact I will never watch it. So, no thoughts on that. But they're, they're the second trending. They're on Good Mythical Morning, which Red and Link... I don't know. They always have these. They're always on the trending page, I feel like, but they never have that many views. You yeah. Know? Yeah. YouTube, what are you doing with your algorithm there? And then, really? There's a few iPhone X videos. What do you think about the iPhone X? I think, I think it's fine. I don't have the money to buy it, so I just don't really have thoughts on it. I think my coworker is buying one for himself, so maybe I'll play with it tomorrow. But James Charles beauty guru extraordinaire did a video i watched that's actually really funny yeah it's right down here yeah where he creates the iphone unlock with his on natural face so if you guys don't know the new unlock feature on the iphone you just look at it and then he just puts on a shit ton of makeup and tries to see how much makeup he has to put on before it doesn't recognize him spoiler alert there the limit does not exist he just wow. keeps putting on makeup and it keeps knowing it's him which but then do they really know it's him? Because he looks very different in this thumbnail. So is that Yeah, dangerous? he looks different in the thumbnail, but I think in the actual video, he doesn't look like that shockingly different. He definitely edited the thumbnail a little bit. And the way that it works is it measures the spatial distance between your features. So if you have glasses or you wear makeup or if you change your hair, et cetera, et cetera, it'll still know it's you. I don't really know how the technology works. Me either. But but that's interesting. Um, and then the rest of the stuff. It's fine. There's nothing really exciting happening on the rest of it. Yeah, sister did that. Uh, another actual legitimate sister did that news, although this is quite the turn. Uh, this week, a sister who did that is Uma Thurman, whose 41 second video I'm sure you've seen on Twitter in light of all of the uh, sexual assault allegations that have been happening in Hollywood, especially at Harvey Weinstein who worked on Kill Bill and Pulp Fiction, two films for which she is really well known. If you haven't seen that clip, it's really incredible because you can see she's talking very calmly because they ask her about it and she's sort of, the gist is she says she hasn't released a statement about anything yet because she's so angry. And when she's angry, she says things she doesn't mean, so she isn't going to release a statement until she feels like she can do it without saying something she doesn't want out there. But the way she says it is in this enraged, it's like lava boiling underneath the surface. Yeah, but she's very calm, but you can tell she's like horrified. So I recommend watching it. I also, I think that it's, 
I think it's good that we're having these conversations. I also think it's shitty that now every single woman in Hollywood has to like have a perfectly crafted statement. And the fact of the matter is it's a shitty thing that's happening. So if women don't know what to say, we shouldn't be expecting them to have a perfectly PR crafted answer. I think that her response was a really good example of that. And women are allowed to be outraged because it's outrageous. Agreed. Fuck Hollywood. Am I right, ladies? Yeah. And Hollywood's not the only place filled with people using their influence to pry on others. The original mediocre oh white boy God. Yep. is back. Remember in the first episode, we were like, we hope we never have to speak your name again. But we're here we are again, Alex Day. Fuck him and fuck his 72 patrons on Patreon. So, so. recap on Alex first. Yeah. He was a really big YouTuber. You and I both watched him, both enjoyed him. We have friends of friends who were close to him or dated him or have spoke to him. Yeah, we have mutual friends. Mutual friends, and he's one of those people who like, you knew he was an asshole, but you just inherently trusted him, I guess. Because it's like he had that like asshole sense of humor, ha ha. But then it came out that he's like... So it turns out he was using his influence to go to fans' houses or meet up with fans and, like, make out with them, even if the fans weren't super comfortable. And then there was also people, other YouTubers, who he would, he would you know, just be inappropriate with them, even if they didn't give consent. Later, he released a statement being like, I guess my version of consent wasn't what consent is, lol. But, like, no. No. And after that, everyone pretty much shunned him. He never did anything that was, like... That was reported legally, if that makes sense. So it's another like Luke Connard situation where everyone was like, oh, well, you're just shitty and we don't want to support you anymore. Go away. But, yeah, and he does not want to go away. He feels entitled to an audience. And the thing, we make jokes all the time about Patreon. And we're like, oh, donate to our Patreon. It doesn't exist, guys, just so you know. Alex Day created a Patreon that has 72 backers who are collectively donating $413 per month, which, why? Why? Do you know that you're donating money to a sexual assailant? Like, just please advise. Let me know. Um, and the thing that's so shitty is the, the fucking novel that is the description of his patreon so basically he's like i'm flailing and you probably know like youtube won't advertise on my videos and i'm trying to write a book and no one will publish it it's like boohoo you're like, no one publish it because of my reputation his reputation being that he's an asshole to women and uses his influence to get with fans which is very interesting he has that past so keep that in mind when i tell you two of his perks include meeting up with him one is a, to get lunch he said, if we're ever in the same area, one lunch on me, in parentheses, as long as you don't mind going to a vegan place. First of all, fuck off. With a smiley face. Um, and then the second one is, so he lives on a houseboat now, so you could come to his houseboat and go on a cruise. Come for a cruise on the boat. Why don't you, like, why don't you get it through your head that no one fucking likes you? I mean, that's not true. 72 people like you enough to give you money. 22 people want, I'm horrified. I like, in what world do you feel entitled to ask people for money? And I understand that if it was literally anyone else, I'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. But that's the critical difference. Other yeah. people haven't taken advantage of others and are now asking money so they can continue to do so. Or just, like, taken advantage of their platform. 
Yeah. Use their influence. Or what he's like before, he's like, well, I didn't realize what my influence was. Like, fuck off. Of course you did. There's no human being on the planet who has that kind of influence who was like, oh, I didn't realize that my subscribers would do anything for me. And also, let's discuss how the top tier. Oh, no, no, no. This is. This is not the top tier. The second to top tier is president. If you give him 50 or more dollars per month, and what you get in addition to the free sale and the free lunch, et cetera, et cetera, is I'll refer to you as Lord slash Lady President every time you comment on my videos, and I will tell my audience that you are a president. What the fuck? And why is one person paying for that? I want to die. If you have the disposable income to donate to Alex Day, have you ever heard of any charity ever? Have you met Planned Parenthood? Do me a favor, donate the money to any cause. I'm not even being picky. It can be like a cause for, I want to say babies battling bulimia, but that's a RuPaul's Drag Race reference. But sure, it can be... A walk to end rabies. I watched that episode of The Office yesterday. <laughs> Just like donate your money literally anywhere else. What the fuck is wrong with you? So Alex Day is our mediocre white boy once again. How full circle. So shitty and tries to pretend that he's not. But um, it's so funny that he wants to keep talking about his reputation because I guess that that's a Taylor Swift buzzword that has now become popular again. So shall we talk about her? Yeah, let's do it. Because reputation is out so soon. By the time you guys hear this, it'll be only days away. I mean, still now it's only days away, but it'll be fewer days. I'm good at math. I think it's going to have leaked by Tuesday. You think it's going to be leaked? Oh, all of the stores already have their copies. Oh, shit. So people are wondering if she wants to leak it. Just, like, to do it. Well, the thing that's interesting, Claire sent me this article on Tumblr. I guess it's not even an article. It's just a long-ass text post that some girl wrote. <laughs> an article. An, a a girl's blog post. A scholarly <laughs> article in the form of a Tumblr blog post. There was references. Yeah. She said, I'm really still hoping that she's going to pull a chance to the rapper and just, like, release it for free. But she's not going to fucking do that because Homegirl loves money. And the thing that was really interesting in that post was she was saying, like, I love Taylor, but she's too... She's not... I don't know the exact word she used. I'm looking but, it up right now. But, yeah. But basically the gist is she's too scared to do anything. Yeah, she said, old. I feel like... I feel like her doing the same shit as last time, having slumber parties with her stands, releasing an extra special $50 version exclusively at Target, just confirms she's too insecure to do anything crazy. She needs the maniacally positive feedback. She needs the approval. She needs the numbers to hide behind. And it's so true. Yeah. Like, I love her, but it's so fucking true. No, I don't think she would ever... Re just release it. You know what I, I think mean? She'd, I think she'd leak it like three days early and be like, guess what? Now you can spend your money a few days early. Wink, wink. But I don't think she'd ever release her shit for free. Exactly. I wonder if it'll so, go on Spotify right away. That's a good point. I don't know. Because um, my game plan is to just buy the physical CD and then just like stream it on Spotify because I don't have Apple Music. I'm so glad that she went to Spotify because I was going to have to buy that album on iTunes. Ugh, what a life this I is. I pre-ordered it on iTunes to get ahead in the line for ticket sales. And then I'm gonna go to Target on Friday and buy. Okay, so I'm confused. Apparently the magazines come with the CD. Yes, they do. And volume one and volume two, and they're different. So like, what the fuck? I don't like that. I don't need to buy two CDs. Here's the thing. 
I'll buy one, you buy the other. We'll just fill each other in. Okay. I I liked 1989 with the like, oh, you might get some unique Polaroids, but it's still like five sets of the same fucking Polaroids. With this one, you're asking me to spend the same amount of money for the same CD twice. I'm not down with that. I'm not going to do that. Like, I understand what she's doing because people will do that. Yeah. But there's no one I know who, like, I would could buy the CD for Mm-mm. and then give them... Just the CD and I keep the magazine. Yeah, because with 1989, I had friends who bought the CD and they're like, oh, I don't really care about these Polaroids, but I know you love Taylor Swift. Do you want these? I was like, yeah, 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 for sure. But I'm not going to ask anyone to give me an entire textbook. Also, like, there's not as much hype around this album and her songs haven't been good. So I don't know anyone who would want me to buy them the album. Yeah. Honestly. But her songs, uh, she just released Call It What You Want. And I, I think Claire's... uh, not argument but the thing you said about all of her songs are good but not the first three times you listen to them that so holds up because I do like call it what you want now I I think I really like it I really it sounds it's very Antonoff vibes because he helped produce it but I'm just really over for someone who's like there she goes playing the victim again if you're aware of the fact that people call you a victim stop playing the victim in your fucking song lyrics um, I'm going to reference back to that scholarly article, which I just want to say that the article is on a b- plug called whitegirlblog.tumblr.com. <laughs> scholarly. What do you mean? Scholarly. And I'm just going to read what she said because it says it better than what I could say. She says, love me like I'm brand new, which is a lyric from the song, is on the verge of something great, but too bad it even in her happy new relationship with a brand new British guy, she still can't let the Kimye f- feud go. So True. true. Anyway, she isn't doing anything so great with arrangement-wise that she can afford to let all these interesting one-liners go to waste and bland songs about the same exact thought. Why are you being so mean to me? Where's the girl who wrote 15 minutes of All Too Well? Where's the girl who couldn't resist a good thing? Theme. I feel none of that here. That's so true. And it's a good song. It sounds very similar to You Are In Love. That's what I said. And I'm happy that she's in love. I'm happy she's happy. But can we please stop with the narrative of I'm a victim in this situation, especially with the way the media reacted to the Kimye situation. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here, but she did fuck up. And if anyone, if it, if it was anyone to be like, hey, I still have shit to say about this, it's not her. No. Like the best thing she could have done was gracefully backed away from it. And like I said to you, one of the lines is like, um, that she brought a knife to a gunfight. Like, calling out Kanye in your Grammy Award speech on public television isn't exactly bringing a knife to a gunfight. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe she references it in meaning that, like, she didn't know the video existed, in which case she just shouldn't have lied. I know. Like, if you don't... The thing about that is I remember at the time, I was just like, yes, she handled this so well. Holy Mm -hmm. shit, Kanye (laughs) took advantage of her. And, like, sister fucking did that. And then, like, two days later, the video came out. I was like, oh, my God, sister, what the fuck did you do? The thing is, (sighs) like, even if... Because she she has a leg to stand on that she says... We talk about this all the time. I I have a lot of opinions. This is Um, the Taylor and Kimye podcast i got changed the cover photo (laughs) um so she if she had just said like oh i didn't approve the bitch line that's fine you know Mm -hmm. what that's true it wasn't in the video but the fact that her first fucking statement about it was like kanye did not try to reach taylor to talk about the song he tried to reach her to ask her to promote it on twitter and she said no and told him 
to not release a song with such a strong misogynistic her buzzword at the time theme. She so hardcore committed to like to white feminism. Yes, but also she so hardcore committed to two different narratives. One to Kanye, she was like, I'm gonna commit to this storyline that I didn't know about it, and then people are gonna ask me about it on the Grammy carpet, and then I'm gonna say I approved it, it's gonna be so funny. And then when everything when all this shit hit the fan, she's so hardcore committed to the narrative that she didn't approve it and like girl at that point, we're splitting atoms with semantics. Like, it doesn't matter which word you didn't approve. Like, you fucked up. Right. And even the only reason we, like, we know this. The only reason she decided not to go with that whole plan was because people were like, oh, like, he's implying that he could fuck her. Mm-hmm. Even if she doesn't want him to because he made her famous and that's fucked up. And she was like, oh, I didn't realize people would think this was. That's what that line meant. Yeah. The thing that's funny about that, though, I mean, it is it, it is a misogynistic lyric. And the fact that she ever was going to approve it is kind of laughable. And also the fact that she was winning an award for video of the year when he, quote unquote, made her famous is obviously the irony. No, he fucking didn't. But like, I, <clears throat> I feel like we talk about this all the time, but I just... I can always have more shit to say about it. Yeah. She handled it incorrectly. But anyway, the song where she references it in... All of us? A, correct. The song's about Kim and Kanye being mean to her and her new boyfriend being hot. And I just can't relate. I... Exactly. But in this particular track about him being hot and them being mean to her, Jack Antonoff helped. And he's really excited the song came out. I... He recommends listening to it with headphones on a nighttime walk, which is cute that you think that me as a woman can go for a walk. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, Jack Antonoff, you want me to put headphones in and blast a song? Are you fucking At midnight? Like, or he didn't say at midnight. He said at nighttime, though. No, I can't do that. I can't. Me as a, I, ooh, it's just like I can't on account of my vagina. But thank you for your consideration. Maybe I can go to the woods during the day. Are we out of the woods yet? I wish that he had steered her. There's a line in the song that's like, I trust him like a brother. Oh, I... That... Which is some white people shit. We're white. <laughs> um, because you, you could have said, trust him like no other. You could have just not made it... You just could have not made it incestual. Trust him like a brother. Trust him like no other, Taylor. Don't bring, don't bring brothers into this. I'm sure Austin, her brother, listened to that and was like, oh. <laughs> what? So, yeah. And then she also, I am with the belief that, so she has a line that's about, like, she wants to wear his name around her neck, not because he owns her. But because he really knows her. Right, which is a sweet sentiment, but it's also, again, some white feminism shit. Like, no one's going to think that because you're wearing your boyfriend's initials that he owns you. And that's such a white, fe- she's like, oh, I'm going to say this because of feminism. Like, bitch, no. No. Tia's in Troy. <laughs> I tweeted something about that earlier today. I don't know if you saw it, but it's I don't a think banger. I saw it. Uh, you, you should go hit that with a like. It's a great tweet. While Claire's doing that, I'll tell you that Taylor has set a new pre-sale record for this album with 400,000 pre-sales, which is double that of 1989. Which is interesting. Yeah. Makes oh, it... Oh, because of the tickets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because one of the things that you can do to get ahead in purchasing her tickets on Ticketmaster is pre-order her album. So that's a good point. Um... So last week we were talking about if she's going to sell a million in the first week. I feel like at this point she probably will because she's done more pre-sale than she ever has. But who knows? We'll see, I guess. 
And the last bit of Taylor news is Diplo, who name dropped her when he was dating Katy Perry casually in 2015. Name dropped her. Him for a second. Oh God. He name dropped her in Rolling Stone, saying that she's not relatable, which is fucking true. Um, I love her, but I I just don't feel as connected to her anymore as I once did. Uh, but but he, if you recall, in 2015. He said something about, like, Taylor Swift needs to get an ass. Petition for Taylor Swift to get an ass. And he launched a GoFundMe for it, which... I, think it was, I don't think he launched it, but he made the joke. Like, someone should launch yeah, a yeah, GoFundMe yeah. for Taylor to get a new ass. And then Lord responded, we should do something about your little dick. Again, she later dated him. That's all fun and good. I don't know why he's getting interviewed for Rolling Stone, but apparently he thinks that the kids can relate to Post Malone a lot more than her and Look What You Made Me Do. Which, I mean... When I saw the Look What You Made Me Do video, did I look at her in a bathtub full of jewels and think to myself, oh yeah, me too. No. But she's still my mom, so how dare you? We can drag her, but no one else can. (laughs) No one else can. I think you and I talked about this via text. I don't think it was on the pod. But back to your point of like, oh, you don't feel like as connected to her anymore. I think it's because like when she got Calvin, she kind of dropped the fans. Yeah. Like she stopped being on Tumblr as much. She stopped like doing her quirky Instagram posts and tweets. Like, it was very much just, like, a, a thing ran by her management because she was hanging out. With, and then also it would be, like, pictures of her and, and Calvin. Mm-hmm. Um, to which everyone was like, oh, my God, he's the one. So now we're all saying that about Joe Allen, obviously. I still am waiting for Haler 2.0. I'm waiting for them to mature enough that they go back to each other. I'll get to Harry news, but in Haler news, Sister Victoria's Secret has still not announced who is performing at her show. And the show is so soon. Sister, get it together. We know who's wearing the fucking miracle bra. Is it called the miracle bra? The fantasy bra. <laughs> it's a miracle it's that a miracle I, that it costs, it costs like $10,000 or some shit like that. It costs more than that. I think it costs like a couple million. Yeah, it's a lot of money for a bra, but she's still, so we know who's wearing that, but we don't know who will be singing as they walk down the hallway. The hallway? The hallway, the runway, fuck. Meet me in the hallway, also known as the Victoria's Secret runway in Shanghai. We know which songs Harry will play. He'll play Kiwi. Mm-hmm. He'll play probably Carolina. Yeah. Because those are only two, like... Bops. Bobby. I don't know what Taylor will play. Nothing she's released now, hopefully. She'll probably play Gorgeous and Look What You Made Me Do. Can we... Oh, my God. What if Harry Styles plays Victoria's Secret and sings What Makes You Beautiful? Especially because that whole song's about, like, it doesn't matter what you look like. You have a great personality. Victoria's Secret and he plays perfect. (sighs) Bye. Gotta go. This was fun. Harry still hasn't performed that in Harry News. I wish he would. I wish he would. I wish you would. Another song about Harry Styles. That's my fantasy, I think, is us at Madison Square Garden. And Harry goes, I'm going to play this One Direction song. That's how he speaks, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then he plays perfect. And then you and I just disintegrate. (laughs) We just stop functioning. (laughs) That would be what happened. Um... I think we should take we should take voice memos at the concert that embed them into an episode of the podcast. Live footage. <laughs> it's just us screaming. I'm into it. Um, anyway, Harry news. Um, the music video for Kiwi is coming out. Okay. On the oh 8th, yeah. Which is in three days, right? It's on the eighth. Yeah, it's on the, the videos or not the videos. The pictures he's released of it is him in a row of school children. One of them 
is wearing the same Gucci suit as he is, and other ones are wearing Gucci suits. And he's been releasing photos. If you're a Harry Styles fan, you might be confused because the song is about someone having your baby and it's none of your business. It's a very sexually charged tune. So why he's doing the music video as a school teacher is an excellent question. Yeah. Um, I saw a theory on Tumblr that, um, as we all know, Harry Styles is a piece of garbage mm-hmm. <laughs> who likes to trick people. So they think the music video is going to come out and there's going to be no children in it. And then people will ask Harry, like, what happened to those school children you were Instagramming? And he'll go, what children? Because he's a piece of garbage. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, that's coming out. Hopefully it's good. It's going to be the next single and hopefully it doesn't flop like Two Ghosts did. Although in Two Ghosts' defense, he never said anything about it. No, he never promoted it. He, so maybe think, he didn't want Sister Two Ghosts. To- he really wants Kiwi to be a single, like really fucking badly. So hopefully he, you know. Does that. Does um, that. He has been falling on Kiwis, though. During his London show, someone threw a Kiwi on stage and he slipped. And then afterwards he was like, oh, I fell on a Kiwi. Lol. Um, he fell again in, during his Manchester show two days later. If you haven't seen that video, that was Kiwi unrelated, um, but he just goes down, like the person videotaping it, he just like, he's like wa- walking, 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 and then he's gone, you can't see him anymore. I'm exhausted by this. I hate this. Oh, uh, what I, I was just... about to say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so he played that show in London with the Kiwis, and then he played Manchester, and then I guess he was in Glasgow, which is in Scotland. Correct, yes. Um, and there's a grocery store in the UK called Asda. I only mm. know about it because Joella goes there in her 40-minute daily vlogs. Okay, sure. This Asda in Glasgow decided they would not sell kiwis to anyone under 25 on the day of his show. I hate that this is where we're at as a society in 2017. But Okay, but their reasoning was kind of cute. They're like, uh, we don't want Harry Styles. We're all excited about Harry Styles. We don't want him to be hurt. So we're not going to sell kiwis, but like the under 20, I wish they'd been like, no one can have kiwis. I know. This is ageist. That, I, th- I don't think it's a bad idea that they did that. I think it's a so, f- I'm exhausted at the fact that they had to. Here was their official statement. We know our customers love Harry Styles, all customers. <laughs> um, we feel it's our duty to protect the fellow Mancunan, Man- whatever. Person from Manchester. Yeah, person from Manchester. From any bad kiwis among us. We'd hate to see a repeat of the mishap this evening, so to avoid any slippery situations, we feel this is a necessary measure. And staff were instructed to look for identification for any customer who looked under 25. Imagine just, like, going to the grocery store and your mom being like, hey, I need you to pick up a few things for me. Can you get some paper towels, strawberries? Oh, fuck, we're out of kiwis. And then coming home being like, mom, I couldn't get them. Couldn't buy the kiwis, mom. (laughs) (laughs) So that's just a classic Harry story. He's also playing on the X Factor. Some classic Harry produce news. We haven't had any real estate news recently. I need an update on that second house Taylor Swift bought. I I know. No news yet. I think everyone's just a little consumed with the album, which is fair. But like, sister, when are you moving? I just want to know what she's going to do. Yeah. Is it going to be a second house? Is it going to be her new house? What happened to the cats? Where are they? Where's Joe? Where are sister Meredith and... Olivia. Oh, Joe. Maybe he's moving into... He still lives with his parents, so maybe they, she bought this townhome for them to live in. Wow. And she'll still have her penthouse. That seems actually kind of like... 
That seems like a very Taylor Swift thing to do. We'll because see. she keeps her old property. If things go bad, she can just sell her fucking townhouse. <laughs> just kicking them out. You're evicted <laughs> on account of reputation flopping. So I have to break up with your son now. I don't know. We don't know anything about Joe or their relationship. But if this album's all about it, I'm going to be kind of bored. Where are these? She dated two men. I need to know about it. I know. What happened I... with Tom Hiddleston, Taylor? What happened? If there's not a song called Making Out on a Rock in Rhode Island, I'm out. There's, I saw, they leaked the song titles. They, I don't know who did. But I saw one Someone that was did. like, um, Taylor did it. Taylor Nation. <laughs> the funniest thing about like, so there was a, not a leak, but the album got played at a HMV, which is a music store in the UK. Oh. So someone was, pl- that's why they had all the albums. So someone played it and I don't think knowing that it wasn't out yet, I think they just like played it or maybe it was maliciously. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But one of the shoppers realized it was Taylor songs they hadn't heard before. Those so people are all really concerned about the leak. And there's a post that was going around that was like, if you hear any leaks or if you see a link to any leaks, go to this website and report it and then get in touch with any secret sessioner because they know Taylor Nation. Which makes you want to vomit. Remember in One Direction days when an album would leak and we would all share the link? <laughs> Solidarity, sisterhood, truly. I just remember when they had this giant ordeal. It was a 24 hour, was was one day, how long was 1D day? 12 hours? Too long. 24 hours. hours. It was a long ass time. One Direction had a really extended live stream. And during that, they were like, you can listen to the album. We'll put fans like in a telephone booth and they'll listen to it for the first time ever. <laughs> then the album leaked like a week before that. And they were like, they're like, okay, now you're going to go listen to the album for the first time ever. Right? This is the first time ever. <laughs> I just, God, I miss the days. I remember Liam one time tweeted, I'm going to leak the album in 20 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> it always got leaked. One Direction was just, being a One Direction fan was also just being a fan of chaos. <laughs> I miss those times. Wow. On that note, what are you wearing? I'm wearing sweatshirt <laughs> and sweatpants. My sweatshirt. Ooh, sequel? <laughs> yeah. My sweatshirt is pink. It says James Madison University. They sell it every year in the bookstore for $15. So every bitch on campus has this sweatshirt. Uh, my sweatpants are from Target and they're gray. And I've had them since I was 12. So. Oh, you've talked about these sweatpants before. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. My maternity sweatpants that <laughs> fit my stepdad. I know this because one time my clothes got mixed in with yeah, yeah yeah well my clothes got mixed in with his once so he was folding them he's like i don't remember owning these sweatpants but sure and they say love like on the shin and i was like why are you wearing my sweatpants and also why do they fit i need to speak to the manager <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i'm wearing i'm probably gonna wear it out in public in a bit i love my life what are you wearing i look like garbage again once again i looked cuter earlier but i'm gonna stay true Here's the true outfit. I'm also wearing pink. I'm wearing a pink workout shirt that my parents bought me because they own an athletic store and I'm fat. I'm not fat. I'm more overweight than I ever have been. Hashtag real. Um, (laughs) So all of my workout shirts are like too tight for me to feel comfortable. They're not like skin tight, but it's like too tight for me to feel comfortable in the gym. Mm -hmm. 
with them, so I asked them if they would send me some shirts, so they sent me this one. Come through, Janelle. Joe sent it to me, actually. Oh, never mind. And then I'm wearing some black leggings from Old Navy, and then I'm also wearing socks from Old Navy that have a tropical pattern on it. Cute. Palm trees, a hula dancer, and what I think is supposed to be a flower, but it doesn't look like that. Cute. Classic Old Navy. Am I right, ladies? Come back over here because there is a warehouse it's a oh, old navy goodwill yeah. and banana republic warehouse and my mom and i and my well my dad was there too but he slept in the car <laughs> we went there and i got pants for like 14 dollars, and i got all these sweaters and we got so much stuff and it was like under a hundred dollars wow i will come back to cincinnati just for i mean to see you but also i still feel so triggered because my coworker has been has clearly and loudly told me how much she hates old navy that's so I keep, rude. I know. I keep proving her wrong. She's like, that's cute. Where's it from? I'm like, oh, is it? <laughs> oh, is it now? <laughs> I have these shoes that I've been wearing and they're so, they're like just little booties and like half of it's like a faux leather and there's like a fake belt buckle and they're zip up. They're cute as shit. And people are like, oh, where'd you get those? And I go, oh, maybe. And they go, oh my God, really? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Still trying to work on that sponsor, but you know. Sponsor us. Um, even though they don't sponsor us, why is your day awesome? Uh, in, in light of a lack of Old Navy sponsorship, my day is awesome because <laughs> I would say, because I think I'm going to Target in a bit to buy Christmas decorations, but I'm not sure because <laughs> my roommate might be dying. <laughs> so I'm fun. not positive. Why is your day awesome? Um, my day's awesome because I got breakfast with my big Casey at a Waffle House. And then I went to the mall because Bath and Body Works scandals were $10 off the three wicks, which means if you get four, technically one of them was free. Nice. Did you get four? got four fucking candles. All right, folks. Well, we've just been through an emotional roller coaster finishing this episode, Uh, but I hope you enjoyed it because we (laughs) put a lot into this. We almost had adult tantrums finishing this fucking episode. Tell us how much you appreciate us on Twitter at FamousAdjacent underscore or send an email to FamousAdjacentPod at gmail.com. And hey, while you're on a roll, why don't you rate this podcast five stars on iTunes? I mean, why not? Truly, why not? This episode is sponsored by the Secret Sessioners that know Taylor Nation. (laughs) And our music is by Michael Aranda. We will see you guys next week because this is a regularly scheduled podcast. Hell yeah. Bye. (laughs)